You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the show, dear friend. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you're loving what you're hearing. And today's episode is for all of our listeners wanting to get into the destination elopement industry. Today, honestly, is a really special treat for me. This guest is a past long-term coaching student of mine who has become a very sweet friend. She is a joy and a powerhouse at what she does, as well as a fellow listener of this show. So this is just so fun today to invite Sydney Kuhn of Wildly in Love onto the podcast for a conversation. Now, if you aren't familiar with her, Sydney is a destination elopement planner partnering with Wildly in Love couples to create adventurous elopement experiences around the world. She's also constantly traveling, exploring new places, and finding peace in the most adventurous moments. She is passionate about sharing her travels in the hope of inspiring others as well to live a wildly adventurous life. Now, today with Sydney, we break down the myths around the destination wedding and elopement industry. She also shares the behind the scenes of her process in location scouting in locations you don't live in, how to scout virtually ahead of time as well as in person before the session or elopement. I mean, tons of tips are packed in here. Sydney also breaks down ways to cultivate relationships with vendors and your clients when you don't live near them, what she as a wedding planner looks for in other vendors to recommend to her clients, and how to convince couples to hire you over someone local. She shares her journey of breaking into the destination wedding industry and how you can do the same. So if you're wanting to learn how to break into the destination elopement industry, whether you're a planner, photographer, videographer, florist, or any wedding vendor, don't go anywhere. Let's chat with Sydney. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Sydney, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. OMG. I literally just said OMG. Why did you say <laughs> OMG? You literally said OMG. <laughs> I was going for, oh my gosh, and then it just came out that way. Anyways, oh welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I can't. I will, the rest of this episode, I will just be thinking in the back of my head, OMG. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, moving on from that, uh, Sydney, can you just introduce yourself for our listeners and tell us about who you are and what you do? Yes. Awesome. Um, so I'm a destination elopement planner. Um, I partner with Wildly in Love Couples to create adventurous elopement experiences all around the world. AKA I get to help amazing couples who make my heart just like literally melt, <laughs> uh, have the most incredible elopement days wherever the heck they want. Yes. I we love are it. about that. Which we, if, I mean, if anybody knows this, if you are a listener, that's long time, long time, uh, you know that me and Evie also started. I can't talk today. I need more coffee. Uh, you know that me and Evie also started in like kind of the elopement world. And so we are so, 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 so stoked to just jam on elopements and travel and all the things destination wedding industry with Sydney today. Yes, I love it. And I will, I've said this in the intro, but Sydney is uh, a past coaching student of mine slash become a friend. And this girl knows 
so much, like literally so much. So I'm really excited to have you on today, Sid, and just like chat through everything. So let's dive right in if you're ready. Um, Obviously, you literally help couples travel and location scout and all of that. So do you want to talk about like travel elopements and like the nitty gritty logistics behind them? Because I think a lot of times like I don't, destination weddings and elopements can just be romanticized. And like, it's amazing. Like the job of being a destination elopement or wedding, like photographer, videographer, planner, whatever, truly has so many great perks. But I also feel like there's a lot of moving parts in the process as well as the planning, especially, especially as a planner. So uh, do you want to like, for anyone that is in the wedding industry, listening to this, who maybe has thought about or wanted to get into destination planning or even like destination photography, do you have advice or thoughts, I guess on the, the full back end, the backstory, something that you want to share or like advice on how to help couples plan for their wedding in a destination location? Yes, yes. That was so, a mouthful. No, also, yeah. like, tell us like everything that you do. Go. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to like hold back all of my thoughts as you guys like <laughs> ask me the questions. I'm like, okay, okay, wait. But first I wanted to touch on the like part you said about it being romanticized. Um, because I literally completely agree. I feel like this is one of my biggest struggles is people thinking that my life is like this picture perfect. Like I travel the world and like have not a worry in the like or care or worry in the world. Like I just like bounce around bebopping happily. Um, (laughs) which yes, but also like planning destination elopements and weddings and shooting them as a photographer, whatever, like it is hard work. Like it is so much harder than working locally in an area you live. Um, and I can say this with so much confidence because I've done both. And like the difference is like unreal. Um, but all of that being said, it is like so worth extra work and the stress and all of the other things that go into planning into an incredible destination, like wouldn't trade it, but like it is so romanticized. So just FYI, if you're, if you're a planner or a photographer looking to get into the destinations, it is going to be hard freaking work. So just mm-hmm. literally prepare and, and yes. you'll do great. But my biggest advice for, um, whether it's like a vendor or a couple like planning and all of the things is just research, research, research. Like I, you can truly never be like too prepared at all. Um, like honestly be freaking overprepared because like, I promise you something will go wrong. It will go not as planned, not as expected, whether it's the weather or like a location looking differently in person than it did online or in photos or literally locations like being closed with actually like no warning whatsoever anywhere until you show up. Um, and so like one of the things that I do is a huge part of my job is I spend literal hours and hours and hours researching, um, on Google maps, on different blog posts, on like travel blogs, like literally all of the things. Um, and I always have a backup plan. So whether it's like a weather backup plan, like, Oh, if it's too windy, like we can't go to this cliffside. Cause you know, like it's dangerous and someone could like fall off. <laughs> um, or like, I don't know, like something is closed or something is like super crowded, but like, I would not have known that like things like that. I just always have backups because I get to locations at least a day, if not two to three days before. Um, so I can properly fully scout, um, and switch if needed. So funny kind of horror story, which is why I like nail that in. Yeah. I will give you some tea. Uh, I, so this was last year and, um, it was for an adventure, Oahu elopement. Um, and so it was like a whole day adventure. Like literally we started at like 
I don't know, eight in the morning and went till after sunset, which was like 9 p.m. Um, and so they had like a few main locations throughout the day, like, you know, like a beach or a cliffside or a hike or whatever. And then they had like tons of like smaller moments in between like shave ice, uh, shrimp chalk, like all that kind of stuff. So we had a ton of locations. Um, and so I scouted with a photographer who is one of my friends um, the day before. Uh, and <laughs> literally two of the three like major locations once we got there were just like a massive no-go. Like one of the beaches um, literally was closed for falling palm tree leaves, which like... Oh. I don't even know what the heck that means, but like, (laughs) it was literally like caution taped off. Like you could not park there. You could not go there. Like no trespass, like very much like do not like enter. Like you could like die, I guess, um, or be seriously injured. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, great. Um, that's not gonna work. Uh, so then we were like, we'll just figure out like, again, one of the backup beaches, we just need to scout it later. Um, and we, one of part of the day was us going on a hike. So we're like, let's do the hike now. And we were trying to go at the exact time, you know, to go to like see the lighting and like all of the things. And so we started on this hike, which is a very popular hike in, um, on Oahu. Um, but LOL, uh, the blog that I had been going off of, like, I don't know where they got their information, but it was legit, like just crap. (laughs) Like we started hiking up the backside of the trail, which maybe was a trail like 10 years ago. I don't know. Um, (laughs) like literally not, not it. So we started and it started getting sketchy, but we're like, you know what? Like, it'll be worth it. Like so many people do this. Like we can do this. Like I'm an avid hiker, outdoorsy person. And the photographer was like, I'm down for anything. So like, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Um, and everything we read was like, if it starts to rain on this hike, like basically you will die. Like it is so dangerous. And so I was like, it's not going to rain. Like we'll be fine. So then we start getting to this like part that is like, literally we're like, I don't even know where the trail is. And we're starting to like scale up this like super rocky, like straight up like rock climbing, but like free solo rock climbing, like, <laughs> like up the side of this cliff. Oh and my gosh. I literally, so like preface more, um, I am terrified of heights, like utterly terrified. Um, oh, and so no. my friend, like she like shot up and she's like above me. And then I am like, on the like, you know, finger holds, like I'm talking like tiny little like rock slivers. And I, of course, made the mistake of looking down and I was like, oh my God. Um, and then it started raining and I was like, literally thought I was going to die. I was like screaming out prayers on the side of this mountain. Like, Jesus. Was the bride and groom with you? No. So this is okay. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is why I count. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh um, my God. So we like, long story short, three and a half hours later, we get to the top and it was literally a near death experience. Like I got back down, called Caleb, called my parents, like hysterically sobbing. Like I was like, we literally just almost died. And we, of course we're like, we are not taking the couple on this. This was absolutely insane. Um, like never in my life, which is why again, I scout before, because if I had had a couple with me, Oh my God. I would never want to put my couple or anyone in like at risk, especially because like as a planner, I take such responsibility that like, if I vouch and say we should go here, like yeah. we should go here. So um, oh, wow. anyways, the reason I say all of that is like, 
we obviously had no anticipation that that was what it was going to be. And we later learned that it was not the actual route and that there is another <laughs> route that people do. And it is still like somewhat sketchy, but it's like fine. Oh my um, God. Yeah. So scout your locations, people. Okay. Like I'm serious. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I, I used to live on Oahu. So when we're done recording and we're not publicizing, I, I, already I just know I, like, like this is. You do? Okay. Oh, I have yeah. so many. I have so many. No, not from Sydney saying it. I just, I just, from her describing, I know exactly what hike she's talking about. Okay, but there's too many options of what I just have. (laughs) When we stop recording, we're going to jack. Anyways, anyways. (laughs) oh my gosh. Okay, well, okay. I love this so much because I think you just busted the myth uh, of a lot, what people see when they think, oh, I want to get into the elopement industry or even the destination. Well, not so much destination wedding. It's more destination elopements with specific things like this where like you're dealing with hiking, you're dealing with like, weather, I mean, you deal with weather even with normal weddings, but more so when you're like out in nature, you're not under a tent with like a nice, like, you know, venue or situation like that. And Mm -hmm. I think it it does get romanticized because we see all these epic photos on Instagram and it's like, oh, wow. Like (laughs) the arch that they brought in on the cliffside of Moab. And it's like, so beautiful. It's like all these things that we always see. Um, and it is so much work. And so I love that you just broke that down for us. So I have a question that kind of goes off of that. And you mentioned it a little bit of like researching and then scouting, obviously, once you get there, but before you get there, so like before you even arrive at the destination, destination location, how do you, is there like, what specific ways do you research online to like either recommend to your couple's locations or once, you know, we have a location and you need to figure out like what to do, what are your specific like avenues to kind of like do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, so basically I put on my CIA agent spy cap, um, and I go to work, uh, <laughs> but no, like seriously, it, I feel so like creepy sometimes when I like go down these paths and avenues for different locations of researching. Um, but yeah, to kind of like start kind of where my base point is, is a lot of, um, just different elopement or wedding or travel blogs. Uh, blogs are a major, major like resource for me. Um, so it is not except just the, like, except the one that lied about that. Hike. Yes. Yes. I honestly, like I have like low key PTSD from that. So when I read a blog, I'm like, are you sure though? Like, are you legit? Cause like, I don't know. Um, so to say about the blog thing, literally like do not read just one blog. Okay. Because that is one person's opinion. Like I don't know them from Adam. They could have been there once and they just are making all of this up or it could have been their SEO blog writer person and they've never even been there. I don't know you. Um, and so I look at so many blogs, like, I basically am trying to make a puzzle with tiny little pieces of information that I find all across the internet in like various ways. So like one blog says, okay, like this is the parking situation. Great. Okay. This other blog is telling me about the trail that I didn't know that existed that has really cool views. Um, and then this other blog, you know, is maybe telling me about like the cows or goats that come attack people. I don't know. Uh, I just read that out. <laughs> but it's not happening. Drama. I love it. Um, like, I feel like I, you know, there's always little hidden pieces that you like find out. Um, so I spend a lot of hours doing that. Um, and then I'm also looking at Google maps. Google maps is my best friend. Um, so like, for example, if I was looking at it, like a cliffside location and it said like, uh, you know, the parking lot is here down the road and then you have to like go down this trail and it's like a 15 minute trail and then you get to the, you know, the viewpoint or whatever. Um, I go to Google Maps and I put it on satellite view. I think is technically the right word. Like, but basically where you can like see the trees and see the car. It's like the, the photo view. Mm-hmm. Um, and I zoom in and sometimes I go to street view um, and literally like walk, like try to walk like basically on Google maps and like see, um, 
so that I can read and be like, oh, the parking lot is actually here. And then I'll like drop a pin and save it. Okay. You know, this trail actually says it's like 10 minutes or whatever, like great. Um, and then another research thing that I use when it comes to like hiking trails specifically is all trails. Um, I think there's like, it's a web browser. I believe I have it for free. I think, uh, there is like a pro version. Um, and I use it a lot when hiking, but it basically is like, I don't know, Google reviews, but like for hiking trails. So if you were to like type in a trail in a national park or like literally anywhere, um, it comes up and it has like tons of people's reviews that could have tips that I've actually used a lot. Like it is crazy, like mosquito territory, like ring bug spray or something. Um, or like just actual, like more mileage of like, you can actually see how long it took somebody to hike the trail and look at their path. So like if the, the, you know, trail summary says, Oh, it takes about an hour, but every single person, it took them two and a half hours to complete. Like, I will know that and be like, Ooh, okay. Like it's probably going to take longer than what is estimated kind of thing. Mm. Um, cause everybody hikes at like very different, um, oh my gosh, what is the word? Speeds. Speeds. Thank you. Tempos. <laughs> speeds. Yeah. Very different speeds. And you know, you have to factor in a lot of things. So those are kind of like my main like scouting things that I do beforehand. And I have like crazy notes that I take. And again, like cross, uh, cross check and just like have so many things because like I said earlier, like I did all of that for all of the Oahu places and it was still different once I got there. So like mm. always, always, always fully scout the day before, two days before, whatever. And like check those locations. Um, because like, for example, another like brief story, but like, uh, a lot of the mountains still have snow very, very late into the summer. Like I'm talking like end of July, like early August can still have snow on some of the trails. Um, and like Mount Rainier, you know, North Cascades, like Rockies, that kind of place. So, um, I had a hiking elopement that was in Mount Rainier last summer. Um, and it was in like the sketchy season of like, could have snow, might not like TBD, depending on like how hot <laughs> it got. <laughs> um, and so I went and like fully hiked the entire hike plus scouted all the locations the day before, which took like, honestly, about 10 hours. (laughs) Um, and like I was exhausted and I knew I would be exhausted doing the whole thing the next day, but at sunrise, so waking up at like three in the morning, (laughs) but like, that is so worth it to me to give like peace of mind for me, but also like to my couple, like I would rather know all the issues and all the things that might happen the day before to where I can change or can't, we can go to the backup plan or something like that. And like, if I have a freak out, AKA when I was on the cliff side, like thinking I was going to you know, drop <laughs> to my death, like I didn't have a couple with me. Like I would never, like I would, it, I would internally keep that if I had a couple with me, but like, I, yeah, I just, again, like do all of the research beforehand, but still scout, like nothing beats being there in person. So, um, yes. Yeah. I oh my gosh. That. Do you use Google satellite too? Yes. Do so, you mean Google maps or I mean Google Earth? No. Oh no! Oh, I think it's Google Satellite. Am I just? Did I just like literally make that up? Hang on, I'm go- I'm no. literally googling this right now. <laughs> well, it's not Google Maps. It's like it's like it's like for, for like the formation of the Earth. That's absolutely Google Earth. What I mean. Literally Google Earth. It's not Google Satellite. No, it's called Google Earth. The satellite is like a fi- like a filter that you can use on Google Maps. So maybe that's what you're thinking. Where it no. like shows you actually with no. I think oh. I'm thinking of Google Earth. You're I'm thinking, thinking of Google me. Earth. That's for me. <laughs> We, okay. So Sydney, I think she asked that because we use, we've used Google Earth to scout because it's basically like a, it's like the satellite view on Google Maps on steroids. Um, oh. So, and you can like, yeah, it's it's crazy. So I use Google Earth to scout like trails and be able to like go through the full extent of the trails and go closer and go down and like walk it basically. But oh, it's, I think very, it's very similar. 
And okay. you're, you're okay, like cool. so, so skilled at what you do that I know like you probably get the exact same information. I just <gasps> am nerdy and I like Google Earth. <laughs> no, no, I'll have to look into that. Learn something new every day. Well, well, I don't even have the right Lindsay's like Google Satellite? <laughs> <laughs> a mixture of the two. It's the I same love essence it. of Wait, what, what it is. <laughs> I did have a question though, Sydney, for yeah. like any other planners or photographers who are listening to this who are like, oh my gosh, blog posts. Like I love that Sydney finds like a million, cross-references them, combines the info, gathers what she needs. My question is, how do you begin finding those blog posts? Because I I know, especially some places, like finding the blog posts can be more challenging. Like it's not yeah. just like you have five pages of amazing blog posts full of helpful information. So yeah. is there any information that you're willing to share of like, keywords that you search or ways that you find them, anything like that? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I kind of start super general. So like I could literally search like best places to visit in California or something. Um, and then like see like, I don't know, keywords that keep coming up like Big Sur or, you know, like Joshua Tree. I don't know, like big things like that. And then I go like a lot more specific. So if I was, I'll just use Big Sur, for example. So like if I was like, best places like I probably I could search like best places to elope in Mixer because like those are probably now blog posts but like some locations like nobody's really eloping or if they have it's not like really popular um like to put a blog post about that or they have not good SEO so I can't find them um so I'll do like general like if pretending I was like almost like a like a travel visitor. Uh, so like most iconic photo spots in Big Sur or something like constantly changing up like what I'm searching. And then if I find like an exact trail, then I'll search that like how to get to and then put the trail or like, why should I hike X trail or like, just like super changing up what I search because kind of like you mentioned, it can be really hard to find like those golden nugget uh, blogs. And mm -hmm. sometimes it, that's what takes me so long is finding the actual blog post with the information. So I search that on Google and then I also search it on Pinterest. Um, and depending on the location, sometimes I find a lot more on Pinterest than I do on Google. And then sometimes it's the opposite. Like I'll put in a location um, and literally nothing comes up on Pinterest. It's like so weird to me. But um, yeah, so that that's kind of like I start bigger and then basically like get more specific as I find more things that I like. And then that's how I kind of like get to the, the, the base, if that makes sense. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you choose the location, like what's the percentage of you choosing the location or, or do you get like inquiries of couples that want to book you and then they're like, okay, we just want somewhere in California or, or do you have couples that come to you and are like, no, we want to elope in Big Sur? Yeah. So I would say like 1% of people that come to me actually know where they want to elope. Like I uh, get okay. couples that are like, we like the mountains. I have no idea where. So then I'm like, okay, like, do we want snow mountains? Like then we like, I kind of like bring them out and like, uh, ask them lots of questions to get more specific. So then, um, I've tried to do now, I used to do location guides where it would be mul across multiple States, but I was like, this is too much. Like, this is like a lot of information, one for me to like find and give them, but also for them to look through. It's very overwhelming. I'd rather have more specific locations or one state so I can really go in depth. Um, mm -hmm. So like in a location guide, if somebody's like, I want to get married in Washington, then I might put the national parks in some other state parks. And then I would also specifically put like trails. So like my location guides are super specific. So like it could say like, um, 
I'll just use Mount Rainier again, but like Mount Rainier and then the exact trail name. And then I have photos from that trail. This is how long it is. This is the views kinds of things. And I'll do that for multiple trails within the park and then across multiple parks. So it's like very, very specific when they choose. Um, And I would say, like I said, like 99% of the time, they have no idea. Um, Sometimes I do get like, they have a national park in mind or they have a few national parks in mind. And that's obviously way easier for me to like narrow down. Um, Or they have a city, like for example, like if we're in Italy and they're like the Amalfi Coast. Okay, great. I can look there uh, versus Mm -hmm. all of Italy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like pick your own adventure. Yes. (laughs) I love that so much. Okay, wait, before we move on from location scouting, do you have like, I don't know, recommendations of things not to do when scouting locations, like mistakes you've made? Obviously you shared the Oahu. I don't think that was a mistake. That was just like- Good plan ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But anything that you're like, don't do this. I've learned this the hard way. I've seen other people make this mistake. Anything like that. Yeah. That's a great question. So um, <laughs> number one, uh, do not risk your life for it. It is not worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, again, random things about Oahu hike. Like, we definitely should have turned around like five different times, but we kept being like, it'll get better. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> like, and it literally only got worse, like so much worse. Oh my uh, God. And so, and it would not have been worth it for my couple. Like literally they would have been like, I am not like dying, like for yeah. this photo. Um, right. <laughs> so like, it's, it's fine. So at that point uh, I say like, if you get to a location and you're scouting and you see like a new sign, that's like, like, do not cross, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't cross it. Like, or if you're in like, again, Hawaii, for example, like a beach or even on like the coast of California, some of the beaches are very dangerous to swim in because of like rip currents or like the shore breaks. And so like, you might think, oh, this is a beautiful place for them to like run in the water and like waft in the waves. I don't know if waft (laughs) is a word, but like, if there is a sign, like literally listen to it. Like don't ignore it. Like, I think it just comes to like using your brain and don't be stupid and like taking actual risks. Of course, there's sometimes where it's like, this is a gray area and like use your brain and use your, and the couple's comfortability. But like, if it's actual things that like would put anyone in danger or are like, they're trying to revegetate an area like, and they're trying to protect it. Like, don't go over that. Like, I know it might be really a beautiful photo and all the wildflowers, but like, don't trample on them. Like, you know, just kind of be respectful and like use your brain. Um, yeah. And at that point, just go to your backup location. That's kind of my big thing. Got you. That makes sense. Okay. Wait, I have a question uh, that's not about scouting. Well, I just, this is more of maybe a marketing question for anybody that's listening that wants to be either an elopement photographer, elopement videographer, elopement planner, or anything like getting into destination elopements, where are you based and how, this is maybe a deep dive question. <laughs> this is also not on our list, but I'm like, I think this is relevant to the conversation that we're having. Like, I love it. Because I, I can imagine somebody's listening to you and they're like, whoa, okay, wait, you work in like other countries, you work in Washington, you work in Oahu, you work in like California, like how do I even, how? Like, like and so- Maybe this is multi multifaceted of a question, <laughs> but where are you based and how do you strategically, how did you get into elopements in the first place to get booked all over? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. Also, like you said, very, uh, like, I don't know what the word is, in depth. So I will definitely, I'll touch on it as, and go in as much depth as possible. Um, I also touch on it a little bit later in some of the other questions. Um, oh, whoops, okay. But, well, but no, but I can, I'll go in, I'll go in. my trap shut. Shut into it, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm based in Denver, Colorado. Um, that is new. I just like moved here like a few months ago. I used to, when I started my company, I was actually based in Washington, DC, which is like 
literally the most not adventure elopement <laughs> place I think in all of America. I was going to uh, say. <laughs> like literally not it. Like just very luxury traditional weddings, which is more of my background. Um, so you know, it makes sense. But yeah. So when I started my company, I was very, very strategic and I knew that I wanted to do destinations. I did not want to be based in DC. I didn't want to do any weddings in DC really. Uh, so my entire like focus of marketing, advertising, all of the things was to build out destinations. So, um, I started by, which is what I tell everyone. And like, so I feel like some people maybe like, don't believe me, but like, I literally did this and this is how I got to where I am. So like, get a pencil. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I started planning styled shoots all over the country. Like I am talking every opportunity I got, I was in a different state. And a lot of photographers, once they saw my like work and my style, they wanted to work with me. So they brought me to those locations. So they're like, Hey, I live in California. Like come here. Or, Hey, I live in North Carolina and I want to go to Utah. Let's go there. So it was a lot of that. So like upfront, I spent a lot of money instead of investing in like, I don't know, a lot of other things that people might maybe invest in in their first year. I spent it all in style shoots. So like, the reason that I'm such a big believer in doing style shoots, there's so many facets, but to name a few is like, one, you go to that location. So like when you have a couple and they say, I want to elope in Utah, you can be like, I have been to Utah. I actually know about Utah. I've been to these locations. I already yeah. started them. I have the knowledge of this area. Okay. So that's awesome. Two, you have the content for that area. So like, not only have you can, you be like, oh, I've been there. Like you can literally show them work from those places. Like, Hey, I did an elopement style shoot here. Like I know all about, all about this. And you can post that content on your social media, post it on your website, literally share with the entire freaking world that you went there for yep. a style shoot and show them like post it on your story, show the whole behind the scenes when you're traveling, while you're there, post it in your feed, make a reel, like literally repurpose the content a million times to where everybody and their mother knows that you have been to Utah. And <laughs> yeah. Like literally just all of the things. Um, and then also like I try to work with as many local vendors as possible. So like florists, rentals, hair and makeup artists, whoever, so that I obviously love getting to know people, become friends with them, connections, all the things. And so like, then they are like, Hey, I know this planner. Like I had an amazing experience with her. Um, she came, blah, blah, blah. And they may tell a couple about me because they loved working with me. Um, yeah. I had that happen so many times or random, like florist in a state has been like, Hey, like I have a couple looking for a planner on this date. Are you available? Like things like that. So you like really get into the local network and like know those vendors, you love them. And then also if you are planning a wedding or an elopement or anything there, you have people that you know, vetted and have trusted vendor wise that you're like, I know of an amazing hair and makeup artist. Like let's go to Utah. I already got it. Like all handled, like let's go. Yep. And so those are like some of my main, main things about the style shoots. Um, I think one big mistake I feel like that if you see people doing is like, they don't share about it. Like I cannot stress enough that you need to share about it. Like you can't just like tell people that you travel. Like you literally have to show them that you travel. So like you can do that in so many ways. And like, even if it's like a trip for fun, like, um, you know, maybe like I am very personal with my brand and on my business Instagram, but I know that's not everyone's like vibe and that's totally fine. But like, if you are not big into showing your face or just like, you know, keep it whatever, a different vibe, um, just like post like a, a photo of you at the airport and be like, I'm headed to Mexico, like for my 
a girl's trip. I don't know. Like, can't wait to show you some highlights and just like take a few landscape photos and post those. Like you don't necessarily need to do a style shoot. Obviously I think those are the best way, but anytime you go anywhere, just post about it. And like, I promise you, you'll get those destination inquiries rolling in because if they see like, now, like I obviously have not been to every single destination in the entire world. <laughs> so I know big shocker, but um, <laughs> so like people know, oh, she's been to all of these locations. She will go to all of these other locations. So like I get inquiries for places I've never even been, even in my personal life, but people like trust and verify because I've been to 80 other locations and they know that I can do that there. If that makes sense. Totally. So I good. love that you just broke that down because I think, I mean, whether or not you're a planner, videographer, photographer, if, if you're wanting to get into destinations, Sydney, you just broke that down so well because, I mean, we always teach like, especially to photographers, like show the work that you want to get booked for. And, mm-hmm. and that even I feel like applies so in line with planning too. Mm-hmm. Like if you were posting like, or, or storying or talking about like classy weddings that you were helping plan in Washington, D.C., maybe at the very beginning of your career. I don't know if you did that or not, but yeah. like, that's what you would get booked that like people would look out for you and be like, Oh, she is a wedding planner in Washington, DC. I'm going to book her for my classy, elegant wedding in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you have to go out and do the thing that you want to get booked for. Yeah. And, and also it gives you experience, but also just, I love that you said like share the crap out of it. I remember when I was building my photography business, uh, in, in elopements, like anytime that we went on a personal trip, I would literally, blo- I'm, I'm literally, I would be the person that would be <laughs> blogging the blogs that you were trying to find. Yes! Like I would, I literally would like, we went, we went after Andrew, my husband's, uh, he graduated college. We went with his mom, which sounds weirder than it was. It was great. It was just not great. Um, we went and we drove to Utah and we went to Bryce Canyon, Zion and Arches. And I literally did a blog post for each of those three, like breaking down yes! all the, all the, uh, uh, what's the hikes and yeah. everything. Cause I was like, well, my ideal client, would be somebody who is ideally wanting to go to these places anyway. And if they're just like searching Zion National Park and then they find me. So I love that you shared that because it's like share the crap out of the fact that you travel, like share that you are TSA pre-checked, share the fact that yes. you know what you the heck you are doing. Hmm. And people, people, because I, I like how you also said like they trust you to like, because you are experienced in travel as a whole and you're sharing that, they will book you for places that you might not have ever been before because you are so versed in just the experience of travel as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. No, I so agree with that. And really side note on the thing about you blogging the Zions and like random like blogs, not photography related. I love that because like low-key, like three, four, five, I don't know how many years ago this was, I didn't even know. So I worked in luxury weddings and events for like years and years and years before I ever got into this like niche development adventure, like fun, amazingness. Um, And I didn't even know this like entire industry existed. And I think I was searching for like a vacation, like hiking trip, because I went on a lot of hiking trips. And I think I found a photographer, like she had posted a blog and she was an adventure photographer. And I was like, what even is this? And I like found her Instagram was like, Oh my gosh. And like, I thought she was the only one in the world that like did this, of course. And then I like started like researching more and seeing all of these things. And I like literally my eyes opened to this entire new world of the wedding industry. And that's like one of the reasons that I made my shift in like when I started my company. And so like, yes, to everything you said. We are so excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform Zencaster has become a new sponsor to the show. Did you know that Evie and I are not in fact recording this podcast in the same location? Wild, right? But if you didn't know, we don't live in the same city or not even in the same state. And in order to record with each other as well as guests for the show, we needed to find a way to record remotely 
Enter Zencaster. Every episode of this show we've recorded remotely using Zencaster, and in our experience, it is by far the best in the podcasting industry. Yes, Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution just makes the whole podcasting process so quick and painless. We seriously swear by them. I mean, if you know us, you know that we are obsessed with simplicity and quality, and Zencaster provides all of that with crystal clear audio that records each person's audio separately, which makes editing episodes a billion times easier. You can also record gorgeous HD videos in addition, which is huge, not to mention it is easy to use even for our guests that aren't that tech savvy. There's nothing to download. They just click on the link and we start recording. If you want to use the best podcasting platform in the world, we cannot recommend Zencaster enough. Use the link zen.ai forward slash the heart hustle pod to get 30% off your first three months. And if that link was kind of long, then the link will also be in the show notes. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. Okay, wait, I'm so sorry, Evie. I have another question. Okay, go. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is good. Okay, wait, because... I, something that I hear so much from, because I just, a lot of our students and a lot of our, our course students, coaching students, all of that, like are people, mostly photographers, but just people in general that want to get into the elopement industry. And I think a question that comes up, especially with wanting to do destination specifically is like, mm -hmm. how do you get somebody to choose me versus somebody that's local? So like, for example, especially for planning, like say you mm -hmm. had a couple that wanted to get married in uh, Zion National Park. Yeah. How do you get people to choose you versus to just choose a planner that lives like in George? What is the word that? St. George. George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Georgetown? No, it's not like, at all. That's easy. Uh, no, that is a really great question. Um, that is another reason kind of back to like the first little blurb about destinations being harder. I think that our job is way harder is because you are competing for people that are local. Like you are automatically more expensive than I would say like most people locally just because they have to pay your travel. So yeah. like you have to be worth them paying an extra couple, whatever it is to come there versus somebody that lives there. So, um, for me, what has worked and what I truly think will work for any other vendor, photographer, florist, literally like whatever you do, is you have to stand out. Like you as a person, like you as whatever you want your brand to be. Like, again, like I get, I, I know we're all kind of the same and like, we're just like very outgoing, love to dance. Like, I don't know, just like do silly things, fun, like be all over everyone's Instagram stories kinds of things. And I know a lot yeah. of people struggle with like, that's not their vibe and that's fine. I think you can still do that by showing your, your personality and your, who you are in other ways. Um, and other people will be gravitated towards that. So like somebody that's really shy, like may not like want to like 
become best friends with me and I'm like dancing all around them. I don't know. Um, so, and that's fine. So I just show who you are. So like whatever that looks like on Instagram and make you are so much more appealing than somebody locally because they want to work with you. They don't like care about anyone else. They just want to work with you. Like I'll get inquiries, um, that honestly like were my heart in so many ways, but like, they're like, the minute I saw your work, I was like, you know, I've been following you for a year and a half and we finally got engaged. And like, I've known I wanted to work with you since day one. I know literally nothing else about my wedding or elopement, but like, I just know that I want to work with you. Um, and so it's like, I have built like a very personal brand to where what I believe sets me apart from other planners and other elopement planners. Like there are so many amazing people out there in this industry. Like this industry is huge and there's so much talent that I think you need to have people drawn to specifically you and slash your work of why they would choose to fly you versus somebody else. Like yeah. they want to be best friends with me and they want me to plan their elopement. And so that's why they will fly me anywhere in the world because versus a local, because they want to work with me, which is such yeah. an honor. So like, mm -hmm. that's not something I take lightly. So um, yeah. I yeah. love that. Well, something else I want to say just from being like on the inside of your business, Sydney, a little bit for like mm -hmm. however many months it was, you give such and like mind-blowingly excellent client experience in everything mm -hmm. that you do. Like you're so detailed, so thorough, so professional, so on top of things. So I feel like it's like, that's something like as, as a friend and slash business coach, I want to just praise and say like Aww. everything you just said, yes. And amen. And also do your job dang well, which you do Sydney. And like, mm -hmm. that is the secondary factor that like, I think the primary thing is like, do I love this person? And are they roughly capable? Cause mm -hmm. I had people book me for destination stuff when I was still like, you know, figuring yeah. out what the heck I was doing and they just loved me and they, you know, trusted me enough, which is great. Um, but on top of that, like the the thing I don't want people to neglect is be like, oh, let me just show my personality. It's like, no, be good at what you yeah. do too because mm -hmm. then people are willing to pay top premium dollars. Like you're showing yeah. the value and the excellence of your service. And Sydney, you do that extremely well. So I just wanted so to, sweet. to you. put your horn there for a second. Gosh, but, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, the next thing I wanted to like circle back when you were talking about building relationships with other like wedding vendors. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's huge. Cause I think that's also, especially in the destination, de English destination <laughs> space. Um, I think that's a huge thing that you touched on of like that referral and recommendation mm -hmm. within the space. So I, obviously you work with all sorts of different vendors, all sorts of different photographers and florists and hair and makeup mm -hmm. and videographers and all those things. So what, I guess, I don't know when you are like recommending vendors to your clients or like people are standing out to you because you work with so many and you mm -hmm. help clients find them and book them as well, which I think is a little different. Like photographers help definitely plan stuff, especially if uh, the couple doesn't have a planner, but like your job is literally to help them do all of this. Mm -hmm. um, so my question is like, what makes a vendor stand out to you and recommend them to your couple? Like for, let's say the florists, hair and makeup artists, videographers and photographers listening to this, what should they take away from you as a planner being like, I look for these things. Also, if you don't know somebody in the area, 
how do you find them? Those are two questions. Go ahead, have fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, so so many good questions. I just love to dive in. Um, yeah, so the the easier, quicker question answer is like, how do I find people? I'll answer that one first. Um, I actually do a lot of research on Instagram, um, which sounds kind of weird, but I some of the I don't know when this happened in the Instagram algorithm world, uh, but where you can search like keywords, North Carolina. Yeah. Keywords. Thank you. Like something. And it comes up, obviously it's not the best because a lot of people obviously don't have their profiles like optimized to come up. And like, that's a whole world that I'm not like the super familiar with, but like, I will search through like hashtags. I'll search through, if I find like a photographer that I really like, I'll stock their vendor tags, which whew, a whole other side topic is tag your vendors, credit mm. them in the posts, in the caption, wherever in your blogs, just give credit where credit is due. That only helps everyone in the industry in so many ways. Uh, and so I will, again, back to that, I will like look and see like, oh, this is a florist that I keep seeing come up on this photographer's profile that probably work with them a lot. And then I go to the florist and see their work and see if they're a good fit. So I do a lot of stuff through Instagram. Again, when I find like a blog specifically for more like international stuff, um, if there's credits, like at the end of the blog, it says like hair and makeup. Um, I will like look at those and look into them. Um, so that's a big way that I find people. Uh, I feel like I rarely like Google search, like something mm -hmm. like hair and makeup artists in Utah. Um, I find a lot of it through vendor connections, like on Instagram. Let me just pause you right there and just say, listener, if you were not utilizing Instagram to market your business, people <laughs> you are, are finding you on you, Instagram. You are truly just do it. Okay. Continue, Sydney. Yes. Yes. And if you are listening to this and you like want to know how I would find you, you can DM me and I will tell you what I would change like to find you. Oh, you get, a, oh. You get an audit for me. Yes. yes. <laughs> I will tell you because I feel like I see somebody's bio, like I'll find them randomly and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would have never found you organically. Like I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, again, I'm not like an Instagram expert, but I just, you know, use it a lot. So um, well, you're, you're in the, you're not necessarily like, well, you kind of are a client and you're, you're representing their client, the client yeah. that would get them. And so you're searching for them. It would be helpful for people to know how you're searching. For, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that is in their best interest. You're going to get no, so many DMs, Sydney. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm down for it. Um, it's like, yeah, I just love to meet new people. But okay, so back to kind of like what I look for in a vendor. So uh, it varies so much by like couple and location. Um, a big thing is the couple's aesthetic and style. So like specifically for photographers, I get so many DMs from photographers being like, I want to be on your recommended vendor list or like, how can I like, get recommended to your elopement couples, all these things. Um, the biggest thing is like, obviously your style. Like if my photographer doesn't like whatever, this kind of editing that they like this kind, I'm not going to recommend somebody that's like, I don't know, moody and like filmy if they like more like true to style editing and like fun carefree or yeah. vice versa. Like yep. there are just big things that I'm like, I love you as a person photographer, but like, I'm not going to recommend you because you're not a good fit. Um, so that's like kind of a big thing. And same with like, florists and like even other vendors like rentals and you know like I look at the actual inventory and if it's a good fit for the design and the style and the vibe of my couple um so that's like a big factor um and then another factor is just like kind of like their overall vibe specifically with vendors that I that they would build a really good really or potential to build a good relationship with is like a photographer a videographer and other people that are like really involved in the process throughout their day versus like a rental company you don't need to be best friends with the owner like you could be but like that's not going to change how your tablescape looks <laughs> um, so I just kind of look and see like 
what their vibe is. Um, whether that's, again, I, I look at all of the things. So like once I find a vendor on Instagram, I look at their website. I like go through their about page. Like I like scour the internet to know everything about you um, in the most non-creepy way. (laughs) Uh, So if you're wondering who is reading your about page, it is me. (laughs) me. Uh, So like I've literally like reached out to like a florist one time and been like, I am literally obsessed with the way you bake your bread or something. Like, I don't know. Like it's something so random that I like learned about their page. Um, I will say when I reach out, uh, that was like a total side note. I love um, that. But yeah, so that is like another thing. And then another factor is like, if they're local or if they would have to be flown in. So I try to find as much local vendors as possible just because it saves my couples a lot of money. And again, there are definitely benefits to being local. They know the area better than somebody that's flying in for the weekend. Uh, So like rentals, again, maybe hair and makeup, uh, florals, that kind of stuff. I definitely try to find local. Photographers and videographers are probably the number one vendor that people are willing to fly in um, or more like aware that that's a thing. So I usually propose a mixture of local and people that they could fly in and then let them decide if this person's personality slash editing work portfolio is worth them paying the extra cost to fly them in or if they'd rather work with someone local. Um but basically like in the vetting process of like what I was saying, I like go through all of the things. And even when I reach out, like I, I very much am vetting them for so many reasons, but like it is a reflection of me and my uh, quality of work. If I recommend a vendor that then is not great to work with. So like, I want to know all of the things about you before you would ever talk to my couple. So like, I reach out to them directly um, and let them know, like specifically for photographers, I feel like this is the vendor that I've had the most, like, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Not like lashback, but like people being confused. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the couple. And like, I get that. But like, I am who you need to pass to get to my couple. Like my job is to find the best person and best vendors to create my couple's dream team. So like, I got to vet you first. And like, once I decide you're a good fit and they decide you're a good fit, then you can jump on a call and become best friends with them. Um, and so like, I just have a, a process that I kind of go through to like, kind of like weed out some baby people. Like if they take forever to respond to me, uh, like three weeks to get back to an inquiry when oh everyone else took gosh. two to three days. I literally no. have to follow up like four times sometimes. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, oh no. I'm sorry, but like, I'm trying to give you business. So like, if you can't email me back, like we are all busy girl. I get it, honey. Like I understand, <laughs> but like we need to have some sort of like, we got to have a line. So th- that's when you yeah. get nixed before you ever reach my couple. <laughs> um, oh, or if you're man. just like not very friendly, like you're just kind of rude. Like I don't, again, I don't need, if you don't want to be my best friend, that's really fine. But like, you know, sad, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) but like if you're straight up like rude, like I'm just not dealing with that. Like I want the best for my couples, but I'm also not trying to make my life any harder by working with difficult people or vendors. Um, so those are like some like super honest things that I do. Um, I love that. I love, well, I love that. It's like you mentioned Sydney. It's not just about like, I don't, it, there's a mixture of things. Like you're looking at multiple, like, where are you based? What is my couple's budget? You know, what's your yeah. style? What's their vibe? What's, you know, like mm-hmm. all of that, I think is so huge to recognize as a photographer, as a florist, as, you know, like mm-hmm. it, I, I almost took away like, Hey, if somebody's not recommending you, it might purely be 
that the couple, it's not the right fit for the couple. So stay in your life. Cause I think especially totally. when you're first getting started in whatever your like business, especially when there's a high recommendation referral, like system, like mm-hmm. the wedding industry, it's very easy to be like, Oh man, I worked with that wedding planner on that style shoot, but she hasn't sent me any recommendation or referrals. You yeah. know, it could be like, uh, well, her clients are all wanting very light and airy and you're dark and moody or vice versa. Yeah. Like they're wanting dark and moody and you're light and airy. Like, but I think when you're at the beginning stages or like even intermediate and wanting those recommendations or referrals, you can be like, oh, am I not doing X enough or whatever? So I think yeah. it's really, really helpful that you're just like, I look for all sorts of things, but primarily like, are you a good person? Are you good at what you do? And are you like being thorough in your work? Like responding to totally, yeah. posting on Instagram, like... I think that's really huge. Yeah. One thing I also want to say really quick about specifically elopements versus like weddings in general. Um, Elopements are very intimate in so many ways with the vendors and with the couple. And so like even more so, it's more important to me that I get along with the photographer slash videographer as much as the couple does because we will be spending a lot of time together. uh, You know, if it's on a hike, if it's raining, if it's whatever. And like... I have learned through some experiences that there are people in this industry that cannot rally. Okay. (laughs) I need you to rally. Like if it is four in the morning and we are hiking in the dark and it is 32 degrees out and the wind is going, I need to know that you will keep shooting even though you are cold. Like I need to know that if it is raining, you will be fine. I'll hold an umbrella over you and we will make this couple's day a freaking dream because that is what we are hired to do. Like I need you to be in the team and be a team player specifically for these adventure elopements because like it is not fun if there is a bad apple <laughs> in yeah. the barrel or what. I don't even know what to say. I just made it up. But go like, off. Go off. Well, I so, need you to rally. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Because again, I mean, this kind of goes back to the conversation we had at the beginning of elopements and destination elopements being romanticized. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that they want to be an elopement planner, destination photographer, yeah. or whatever. But then they get into it and they're like, Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, I, ha- I have to wake up at 2 a.m. and hike a 10-mile mountain. Oh, yep. oh, actually, oh, maybe the traditional wedding isn't so bad. Now, like, yeah. So I'm glad you said that because yeah. that's the reality. And like, you have to love it if you want to like truly do this. Yeah. 10,000%. Yeah. Okay. The last question that we have with a lot of your clients, I mean, obviously the, the, like the, the essence of destination is that you probably don't live in the same area as everyone that's booking you. Right. And so yeah. oftentimes the first time that you might be meeting them in person is literally on their wedding day or their elopement day. So how important is it to you to create and build that relationship beforehand? And what what are things that you do to help build that relationship, obviously, before the wedding day? Yeah. So becoming friends with my couple is something that I am like a firm believer in. I It is like one of my main priorities <laughs> as a business, which sounds really weird. Um, but like, I... So one of the ways like that I try to foster the relationship from the beginning is making it clear in all of my branding and all of my wording and everything that you ever see before you even sign a contract with me. Like, I want to be friends with you. <laughs> like, I want to be your best friend. A little <laughs> like, this is what you're signing up for. Like, a clause yes. in your contract. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, this is, this is it. So like, obviously, kind of like back to the thing of like, you know, how booking couples and how they choose you and how you reach out. Like that is probably a deterring factor for some people. They maybe just want to hire somebody. They don't want to talk to them and they just want to do business. And that's totally fine. 
That is just not how I do business. So if you don't want me following you on Instagram and knowing that your sister just had a baby and you had a stressful week at work and you just had a fun vacay, like that's maybe not for you. Like I love to know these things about my couple's lives. Like I love getting on calls with them and we spend, you know, the first 10 minutes without even realizing it, catching up. And then I'm like, Oh my God, we like need to go over your design proposal. Like, I'm sorry. Like we, <laughs> I just realized we've just been chatting. Um, <laughs> And like, I like kind of like I've touched on, like, I am just very personal in my brand and what I post on social media. And so naturally, like, I'm sharing a ton about my life. So they know things that are happening. Like they know, you know, when I went to Paris for my birthday, they, you know, DM me like, oh my gosh, have the best time in Paris. Like, whatever, like, just like little things on a daily basis that you see into their life and they see into your life. Kind of like when you follow your friends on Instagram, like, you know about them, but like interact, like I interact with them. Like, I don't just see like, oh, that was cool. Like, let me never like DM them, like it, comment or text them ever about that. Like, that is just not it (laughs) for me. (laughs) Like, it's so much more fun that way to get to know them so that when I finally meet my couples in person, it's like, oh my gosh, I have literally known you for like a year and a half. And it's wild that I've like never met you. And like, you are so much shorter than I thought you were. (laughs) I don't know. Like, you just don't know those things on like a Zoom call or like on Instagram. And so it's like so fun when we finally get to wedding day because it's like it feels like a reunion like it's like oh my gosh like it's so good to see you like I'm so excited like I don't know like I've waited so long to like meet you like I don't know it's like such a fun like weird cool experience that I love I love that so much I love that you put in the work that you actually are not only there for their you know client meetings but you're also like I am putting in the effort on my own free time, like through social media to build that relationship as well, which I think is huge. I think Mm -hmm. it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I love that a ton. Uh, Okay. Well, I could freaking talk to you for hours, Sydney, but this was amazing. You are so good at what you do. And I feel like you just dropped so much insider information for any wedding industry people, like planners to florists and everybody in between. Like, this is gold. So for everyone who is now as obsessed with you as we are and wants to connect with you, have you plan their elopement or, you know, have you audit their, their Instagram <laughs> or whatever, um, where can people find you, connect with you, travel with you, learn from you, all the above? Yes, yes, yes. Please, let's be friends. DM me, all the things. Um, yeah, so my main social media, no shock, is Instagram. Uh, so you can find me at wildly in love with two underscores. Um, but I'm also like super present on, which sounds weird, but like my website. Uh, I blog a ton um, of my personal travels, like travel tips, elopement tips, all that kind of stuff with lots of other resources for people that are wedding planners, aspiring to be elopement planners, uh, with mentorship. Uh, planning consulting calls for other couples that maybe aren't eloping, um, but having more of a traditional wedding, like all the things. My website just has like so much goodness for you. Um, so my website is wildlyinlove.co, uh, not.com. That was uh, taken and they wanted $20,000 for me to purchase it. Oh uh, my God. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. People sometimes. I literally was like, what are you saying to me? I will go with .co. It is fine. I'll say my You're like, yeah. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's like people always mistype it and my emails that way. So I always emphasize it's .co. It's not a typo. Um, But yeah, my website. And then also um, my most recent, I guess, social media uh, is YouTube. Um, Yes. uh, You can find me there at The Wildly Life. Um, It's basically like their travel kind of blogs, but I call them home videos. They're essentially like 
fun memories of all of the travels that me and my husband, Caleb, go on. We travel a crop ton. <laughs> and so we started making videos to kind of remember, uh, remember them and share those fun experiences with others. Uh, so okay, yeah. Also, that's like brilliant. I know. Uh, marketing for... <laughs> I, I was like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, because everyone would like go follow you for like... <laughs> That's just so good. I love that so much. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cindy, thank you so much for being here and chatting with us and giving our listeners just literally so much goodness today, especially for anybody out there that wants to get into the elopement or just destination wedding industry. You just, like Evie said, just dumped a fire truck. Not nah, dump truck is what I was trying to say. Dump <laughs> truck uh, of just information. So thank you so much. I just cannot wait for our listeners to hear this episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It has seriously been such an honor. I have literally dreamed of being on the show. I love listening to you guys. I listen to you all the time. My husband knows who you are because I listen to you all the time. <laughs> I love you guys. So thank you so much for having me. It's Aww. been so fun. <laughs>